We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back to the Pack a Day podcast, the Sunday edition. I'm Mark Echo. I'm joined by Gage Bridgeford and Gage. We got a big one this week: the oldest rivalry in the NFL. The Green Bay Packers travel to Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears. Packers are a four-and-a-half-point favorite from what I've seen on most lines. Um, it's a big game. I think it's, 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 you know, we're still relatively early in the season, but we're past that first quarter. To me, this is the biggest game of the season so far because a win kind of gives the Packers a lot of breathing room in the NFC North. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. It's a... Uh... You're right. It's not necessarily like must win, but it kind of is. This is a big game, especially with the NFC North really underperforming so far this year. I mean, you have Chicago's the only other NFC team with three wins. Green Bay would then have, would be 2-0 or would then be 2-0 in the division, which would be huge. It, and it really would, I think, separate them from the rest of the division because people were wanting to make the Vikings as like dark horse to win the NFC North. I think Chicago's kind of overperformed a little bit. Chicago still has a negative point differential. Granted, so does Green Bay, but, but that's, but Green Bay has ripped off four straight since that week one loss. And there's a lot of teams that are kind of putting week one kind of behind them. And there were some weird expectations after week one, like, oh, maybe the Panthers are going to be really good and they're going to contend in the NFC South. And everyone's kind of realizing, eh, no, Sam yeah. Darnold kind of overperformed in week right. one. Same thing with, uh, the Saints. So, I agree. It's a big game. Uh, Rogers loves playing in Chicago, loves playing just the Bears in general. He talks about it pretty much every show that he ever does, how much he enjoys playing against the, uh, against the Bears. And I'm just excited to watch this game be what, what matchup is this in the, in the rivalry's history over, are they over 200 yet? Or, oh yeah. Yeah. They're, geez. It's just crazy to think how much they've played over the years. Well, what's also amazing is it wasn't that long ago that the Bears had a commanding lead in the series. And now the Packers, because of, well, not just Rodgers, but the Rodgers era, uh, they've dominated so much that 
the Packers now lead the series by more than a few games. So it's, it's, it's really come a long way. It's, it's, it's really switched mightily, I guess, um, in, in terms of, you know, the Bears once, I mean, they're those bad, when the Packers were bad, the Bears, and the Bears were really good. That was the, the dick of teams with, you know, that great defense and Walter Payton and the, the Packers never really gave them much of a fight even. Um, but that's all, that was, that's all changed now. And it's, um, it's the Packers who have been dominating the uh, series. And like you said, Rogers, Rogers doesn't just play well against the Bears in general. He, he plays pretty well at, at Soldier Field. Um, so that it, it should be, but it's going to be, you know, the Bears know what it's, the Bears know what's at stake as well. I mean, if, if they, if the Packers win, Packers go to five and one, the Bears will be three and three. It's, they're two games back with a head to head loss at home. That's a lot to make up. Um, so yeah, it, it's a, it's, it's, it's a telling game in this for the standings. Um, now on the field, what do you, um, I know what I think, but I want to ask, ask you first. What, what do you think the, the key to the game is, or, or the, the the key matchup in the in the game. It, without a doubt, with one hundred percent, it's it's in the trenches. But specifically for Green Bay, it's the ability to keep Aaron Rodgers upright. Uh, obviously, the Bears have gotten really really good pressure so far to start the year in terms of just pure sack production. They rank twenty eighth in total pressures, but I believe they're like top five in sacks so far. They've done. They, they're doing a great job of converting pressure into sacks. When they're getting to the quarterback, they're taking him down. Meanwhile, Green Bay ranks much higher in pressures. They're just not getting sacks all the time. So that, that's, that's just, that's the, that's the ultimate thing here. If Khalil Mack, and we'll get to the injuries here in a little bit, but if Chicago is able to have their horses going and they're able to get after Rodgers and cause pressure, that's going to disrupt the offense. Just plain and simple. Rodgers is much better when throwing from a clean pocket, but then again, that's every single quarterback. And with Green Bay hopefully getting some of their offensive linemen back this week, obviously Elton Jenkins is questionable to play here. You had Josh Myers is, Josh Myers is going to suit up this week. Elton's still questionable, but if you have those two guys back in the lineup, that makes a huge difference for this team. And this is, again, this team still hasn't had David Bakhtiari play yet. Just think about that. They're not, they don't even have their best offensive linemen. And even just getting these two guys back would just be a huge difference in this matchup. That's ultimately what it comes down to. If you yeah, keep yeah. Rodgers upright, it's it's going to be tough for Chicago. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and it's amazing, and we'll get into more of this when we talk about the defense, but they've, they've been without the best left tackle in football for the, for the first, there'll be at least six games now and, and probably a couple more after this. Uh, Jenkins, who's one of the, who showed last year, he's one of the best guards in football and one of, and the most versatile player in the league. You know, I mean, he's very good at, at, at five different spots, really. Um, without him for now, or, you know, hopefully, hopefully he'll play today. I, I thought for sure he wouldn't. And then I saw questionable and I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm a little nervous again, but, um, hopefully he's back. And then last, you know, last week they didn't have their, their starting center, Josh Myers, who had a hand injury. Now, him coming back is big. I mean, I think, you know, you put him back in the middle, that, that, that upgrades him from Lucas Patrick. Um, but the line, I mean, and I give a lot of credit to not just the players, but the, like the offensive line coaches, uh, keeping this group and, and, you know, they're now, you know, Josh Neiman goes in. He's the third left tackle, really. And, and he's kind of held up okay. I mean, he hasn't been a star by any means, but he, you know, he hasn't got anybody hurt. Um, and, you know, the Packers are winning with, with that combination. So he's done well. Billy Turner, I think, is having a very good year at, at right tackle. 
Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. If Jenkins does play today, if, if he is active and he plays, do you put him back at left tackle and take Neiman out, or do you leave Neiman at tackle and put Jenkins back at one of the guard spots and take out either Newman or, or um, Runyon? You know, I saw somebody, I saw that conversation pop up on Packers Twitter earlier this week, and people were kind of split. They were mostly put Jenkins back at left tackle. Um, and, you know, I agree from the standpoint of it's your most important position. Elton's probably going to have to go up against Khalil Mack if Matt, as long as Mack is able to play and Robert Quinn as well. And nothing against Nijman. He's played well. I would rather have Elton out there. I think John Runyon Jr. is more than capable at left guard. Myers is in at center. I'm okay. Like, I think that those two can cover up for Runyon. I would rather leave Runyon in the lineup, ultimately. I prefer Runyon to, like, Lucas Patrick and, and, and Yosh Nijman. So, if it comes down to how that hierarchy breaks out, I got Elton at left tackle, Runyon at left guard, and then Myers at center. I prefer that combo over Nijman, Elton, and Myers. Just to keep Rogers blindside up. And you were right. Billy Turner has had a great start to the year. He's been, he's been the guy that no one talks about and that's okay. It's, if you're, if you're a tackle and you're not being talked about, that's, that's okay. That because that means that you're doing your job. You may not be the best tackle in the game, but as long as you're doing fine, that's all you need to do. Yeah, and that's what he's he's doing this year. I think, I think he's actually done more than fine because he's, he's taken on some pretty good pass rushers. The first few weeks too, and it's kind of uh, D Ford in San Francisco. He didn't. He wasn't even there. He he dominated D Ford. Um, so yeah, I mean Turner's done well, and I do agree with you. I was hoping you say say the the opposite, so I could have so we could argue a little bit. But but no, I I agree. I, Neiman, they have they give him all the credit in the world for for, for stepping in. Um, you know, he started three wins, so I mean he's done well. I got no, I you know I can't complain at all about the job he's done, but. Yeah, if Jenkins is, is good to go, put him at left tackle. Um, I think Runyon, you know, you might say I'm a little biased because I'm friends with his father, but um, I think Runyon's played extremely well. Matter of fact, I'm wondering when, when they're all, when everybody's healthy and Bakhtiari's back, maybe is Runyon, I think, to be honest, I think Runyon has played a little bit better than Royce Newman. And I, Newman, and that's nothing against Newman. I think Newman's been okay too, but um, I think overall, I might, I think that's going to be an interesting battle for when 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 Backyard is back at left tackle and Jenkins goes to left guard and Myers is at center, Turner at right tackle. Could Runyon maybe unseat Newman at the right guard spot? I think it'll be interesting. It'll be it's it's a good problem to have to have that many players playing well. Actually, yeah, I'm glad to have that problem because I would rather have the problem of okay, we have too many good offensive linemen. Who do we play over having the we have no good offensive linemen? I don't want the Byron Bell situation again. Exactly. Right. I don't, we don't. No one. Nobody wants to see that. So yeah, it's great. To, so it's a great problem to have. Uh, don't even. It's not the Jason Spriggs. The Jason Spriggs scenario. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay with. Uh, if if Newman gets the spot, if Ronnie gets the spot, I'm okay with either one. I think both are more than good enough, especially when surrounded by the other four guys that would be on that line of Debock, Elton, Myers, Turner. Whoever you put at that right guard spot, nothing against them. They're probably going to be the worst guy out there, but they're still not going to – because it's easier to hide one guy on a, on an offensive line than to hide multiple guys. So, and I And I still have confidence in both of them, especially Ronnie in the run game. He, the guy, the guy is bulldozer. 
in no, the run no. game. He, know, he knows what he's doing out there. He might not be as good in pass pro, but he, when it comes to running the ball, he knows what he's doing. Let's get into the injury report a little bit here. You mentioned Elton Jenkins. You said you were a little concerned because he's questionable. Here's the thing. He's questionable because, I mean, he was limited in, part, in practice all three days. And because the NFL, for whatever reason, decided to do away with the probable designation, we don't know. Like, he could be a 95% chance to play, and they're like, well, he's not 100%, so he's questionable. I don't know. I think that he could, I think he plays this week, ultimately, just based on, I think they've tried to hold him out as long as they can, let him really work himself up. This is the most that he's practiced in a game, in a week since he got injured the first time. So I think they're going to bring him back this week. I don't, I'm not 100% on that, but that's what I think happens. Like, obviously, we'll know. By the time this comes out tomorrow, we'll probably have a really good idea of whether or not he's playing. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I mean, I, that's right. When I, when I said I was surprised, and you're right, because they, if, if this was the, I guess, what, four, four years now where they got rid of that, where they used to have probable, he, he, he would have probably been, been listed as probable. Um, but yeah, so he is, uh, questionable. The, the, the only two players out for the Packers, I believe, are, uh, Kevin King and Dennis Kelly, if I'm not mistaken. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, you are correct. As of as of our recording, that's Dennis Kelly and Kevin King are out, and then you have Elton and Malik Taylor are listed as questionable. With oh, Malik Taylor is out now, though, right? T- well, yeah, t- yeah. And so Taylor is he's listed on this as questionable, but I mean, with Winfrey getting Winfrey getting elevated, him being a DNP illness on Friday, there's almost no way he's been like there's almost no way he's playing unless like I missed a report that he's officially out at this point. I have. I think they put him on the COVID nineteen list. Okay. Yep. Which is, that, why they, which is why they were allowed to elevate um, Jawan Winfrey. Well, I'm very very happy to see. I mean, um, I actually did a story about him during the pre after his really good uh, preseason term, mini camp showings and all the all, he was like the star of the summertime, uh, and then he got hurt. Never really played in any preseason games, um, so obviously he's healthy now. Um, I'm, I'm happy for the kid. I mean, he he deserves a shot to to, to, to dress and play the game and. Um, I'm guessing he's just going to be used on special teams mostly. He'll probably take Taylor's role. And he's a very good special teams player. He, he was a good teams player in Denver with the Broncos his, his rookie year. So, um, that's, I mean, Malik Taylor is listed as a wide receiver, but I mean, he plays a lot more on special teams than he does on offense. He's Matthew but, Slater for, for Green Bay. Like Matthew yeah. Slater for the Patriots is listed as a wide receiver, but he's a special teams guy that happens to play wide receiver occasionally. And, that's, and I think that's what Taylor is. I think that this week that's what Winfrey will be. I think Winfrey will, will, will assume all of Taylor's spots on, on the cover teams and uh, the return teams and, 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 and all that. Um, I did. I, I do have an answer to your question. This will be the this will be the two hundred and first meeting of the Packers and Bears. Two hundred first meeting. Yeah, they, they, wow. they, the Packers are up one hundred. Packers have won one hundred. The Bears have won ninety four. And there have been six ties. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, there we go. The two hundred and one. Let's. I, I think Green Bay continues to build on their winning streak, but we'll get to official predictions here in just a little bit. Let's go go through the Bears injury report mm-hmm. here. We already talked about Khalil Mack. So Khalil Mack is is questionable coming into this game. He did not practice at all this week. Same thing goes for Allen Robinson. Uh, well, actually, Allen Robinson was limited participant on Friday. He probably ends up going. Mack is big question mark. It, he didn't practice at all. Obviously, he's good enough. He doesn't need to practice. The Bears can, like, he he's good enough. He can get by. It's kind of like the old Aaron Rodgers thing when Aaron Rodgers was nursing that calf injury. They'd be like, you know what? Aaron's good enough. He doesn't need to practice. We, we can hold him out for three days. He can get some work in. He'll be fine come Sunday. Max in that in that tier. Do you think Max able to suit up uh, to, uh, suit up today? I think he'll try. I mean, again, like I said, like when we started the uh, podcast, this is a big game. This is, a, I mean, this is the Bears. The Bears really can't afford to fall two plus games behind in the division. Um, so I think Mac's going to try, but with all these guys, and they have a few more on that list too. That are, they're all they're all nursing some some kind of injury. Uh, Robinson, like you said, will 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 likely play, but Akeem Hicks is on that list. They're not going to be a hundred percent. I mean, Mac's going to play, I, I think, but um, he's not going to be the Cleo Mac that you're used to seeing because he because he does have an injury and he didn't practice all week and 
it does all that. I mean, so will he be limited? W- will it be like the Packers with Zadarius Smith the first week of the season when, you know, he tried to play and he, and he played what, like 18 snaps or something? Um, I can see a role like that where they only put Mac out there on, on obvious passing downs. So, um, but with the Packers, every down's an obvious passing down, really. I mean, so it's kind of tough. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, guys, so sometimes guys play and, and you got to give them credit for, for gutting it out and, and playing when they're injured. But sometimes when they play injured and unfortunately we've seen it with the Packers as well, you know, guys like Kevin King, um, who's not going to play this week, but you know, he's played hurt sometimes and he's not been very good and, and people want to rip him for, you know, having a bad game, but it's, a lot of it, a lot of those times, it was because he he wasn't healthy. I mean, the primary example of that for Green Bay this year is Z Zedarius Smith. Out, he's played week one, banged up with a back injury, and it wasn't a, it was it was a soft tissue injury, and we know how spooky those can be. Just look no further than Christian McCaffrey in Carolina, who's now been put on injured reserve. They thought, oh, he'll be out day he's day to day, and then it was he was out for a couple of weeks, and then now he's out for at least three more games. Yeah, Z played. He- couldn't he, he played, have played against the Vikings one more? Couldn't he at least played this week? No, I mean, I mean, I'm apparently, being, apparently I'm being selfish, not. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm being a little selfish here. That's all. Gotcha. Apparently not, man. I trust me. I have him on a couple of fantasy teams, so I I know I know your pain. But like, I understand the the Bears want to try and play like want their guys to try and play through injuries, and just like every team wants their guy to do that. Every fan of teams wants their guy to do that. But you have to look at the the long term, the big picture stuff. And for the Bears, it's is a win this week. So they would, it, let's say they lose. They go, they're three and three. Is a loss this week worth it? Or is a win this week worth it? And you go to four and two, but Mac is then now sidelined for a month or Ken yeah. Hicks is sidelined for a month. Allen Robinson, especially Robinson is your best receiver. He's kind of struggled this year just due to his connection, lack of connection with Fields and Andy Dalton, but that's your best guy. Are you, are you willing to lose your best guy for a month by pressing him through this week? And I mean, I would I said the same thing about Z in Week One. I didn't necessarily want him to play. I'm like, you have this is why you have depth here. Don't press a guy through an injury if you don't have to. And that's kind of what you're what the Bears are up against. And that's I mean, that's what a lot of teams are up against. There's injuries all over the league right now. Sure. No, I'm I'm with you. And like I said, so and when a guy does play hurt, he's not he's not himself. You know, it's it's hard to play. It's it's hard to play in the NFL when you're when you are 100. percent It's a tough it's a tough league. When you're not 100%, if you're, you know, 50, 60%, that, you know, that's, so sometimes you're better off taking the day off. But, but we'll see what the Bears do. They, they, um, they have a lot of guys in that category this week. Now the Packers, you had said before, it's a great thing to have too many good offensive linemen, which thank God the Packers, they've done very well that with offensive linemen in recent drafts, which is why they, they haven't run yet at a, at a Newman and, um, well, Neiman wasn't even drafted. He was undrafted uh, signing, free agent signing. Uh, where they where they're not real deep right now, and it worries me on the other side of the ball is that cornerback. Where, as we said, Kevin King will not play this week with a shoulder injury. Uh, Jair Alexander is on injury reserve with a shoulder injury. That leaves them with the rookie Eric Stokes, who is who I think has played played very well. Um, this you know after he took over as a starter week two, um, he's done. I think he's done a great job. But now you have now you have a, a mismatch of of guys on the other side. Um, you got uh, Russell Douglas, who they just signed two weeks ago, uh, or, or a little over a week ago, I guess. Um, 
uh, Yeetum, who they got from the Giants in a, in a trade um, just before the season started. Um, and then a rookie in uh, John Charles, who's probably more of a slot player than outside player. So they're going to have to – Joe Barry's going to have to come up with some creative schemes. I would think – now, again, I'm just, I'm just thinking here. Alan, um, Stokes will probably shadow Robinson – and then you do some zone matches and try to just figure everything else out with the rest of the Bears receivers? You know, you you, you think that in terms of Allen Robinson's their best guy, but it's really Darnell Mooney is the one that's been connecting a lot with yeah. with Justin Fields, and Stokes has got the athleticism to really run with a guy like Mooney. I he is Mooney's been hitting those downfield routes and those big long and those deep crossers that and Fields is really good to those areas of the field. And I'd rather, I want, you want your best guys to guard their best guys in terms of Eric Stokes guarding Allen Robinson. But Darnell Mooney is the one that has been really connecting with Justin Fields. It's kind of like the Justin Herbert to Mike Williams connection in with the Chargers. Keenan Allen's a better receiver than Mike Williams, but Mike Williams is the one that has been having a really good connection with Justin Herbert. Same thing goes for Chicago. Darnell Mooney has been connecting really well with field so far. And Mooney, and, I'm sorry. I was saying Mooney has 20 receptions for 261 yards um, so far this year. Robinson with seven, 17 receptions, but for only 181 yards, only averaging 10.6 yards a catch. Um, they only have one touchdown between them. So the Bears only have two passing touchdowns. Yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of rushing touchdowns so far for the Bears this year. Uh, two weeks ago, I believe they had three rushing touchdowns in their in their uh, win over Detroit. They it was Montgomery had two. I think Fields had one. Yes. They just they they run the ball. They want to try and play ball control, and that's how they're going to try and win this game. They between ball control and getting pressure on Rodgers, that's what they have to do to win this game. I just don't think they're going to be able to do that because yeah. I saw someone try and say that Devontae Adams can't beat press coverage and that's how Jalen Johnson's going to yeah. shut him down. I'm like, wait, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Come on. Devontae yeah, Adams, Devontae yeah, Adams can beat yeah, any coverage of anybody at any time. And a guy that would really help the Packer, the Bears slowing down Devontae Adams and who he's, he's probably going to play. Eddie Jackson popped up on the injury report on Friday with a knee injury. He's question, he's officially listed as questionable, but he was full participant. He's probably going to play, but. If he doesn't, who, who are you doubling Devontae with? Who? Yeah. Who, who, who? I don't even know the name of their backup safety. That's that's where they're at right now. Yeah, they're, if, yeah, they're going to – Adams is going to get – I mean, again, the the key is giving Rodgers the time. And if and like you said, if, if the Packers' offensive line plays as well as, they, as they've played against – now, the Bears have a good front. There's no doubt about it. But San Francisco had a very good front. Pittsburgh had a very good front. Bengals' front wasn't awful. And they gave Rodgers enough time in those three games, and you saw what he did. And, um, yeah, if Rodgers has just, just a decent amount of time, average amount of time, Adams is going to get open. He's going to make big plays. Um, I, I think someone else is going to have a big game today, too. Um, I think whether it's Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, um, I, I think the number, whoever the Packers decide is their number two, um, threat today is, is, is going to catch some, some, some balls as well. Yeah, the main thing, the one thing I really want to see, I want to see Rodgers be willing to take the check down or the open guy when it's there. He's, the last couple of weeks, I don't know if you noticed it, he's played a little bit of hero ball, kind of like those last couple of McCarthy years where he's really just trying to constantly take the big shot, always swinging for the fences. And you know what, when you have Devontae Adams, I get it. 
Devontae's going to be open a lot. He's going to come down with that ball a lot more often than not. But sometimes you have to – like the the play that ultimately set up the game-winning field goal, the Mercedes Lewis play just in the flat, get Big Dog the ball, and he went and ran over about three different Bengals on the way to getting the field goal range. That play yeah. right there, I'm mm-hmm. sure there was a guy down the field he could have taken the deep shot to, but Lewis was there. Take the dump off. I don't know if he's just – with, I don't know how like what's going on with him where he's not wanting to take the check down to the running back or to the tight end, but I wonder. I really want to see him do that if it's if the outside guy's not there. If Devonte is covered, don't just try and force a shot to him. Maybe find Randall Cobb underneath or Amari Rogers, Alan Lazard, whoever it is. Bob Tunyon, who Tunyon's gonna have a rough game, I think, with Roquan on him, but because yeah. Roquan's playing really good ball this year. All right, let's go ahead and get the predictions. Don't, don't 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 overlook the fact. I mean, they they did get the ball to AJ Dillon as a receiver. Late. Yeah, AJ Dillon got his first red zone target yeah. of, the, of uh, it was either of his career or of the season last week, so, and then scored a touchdown. I uh, I know a few people that had some bets on Aaron Jones to get a touchdown, and uh, AJ Dillon kind of bolstered that one from them. So, but let's go ahead and get into predictions, and then get okay. the people out of here and get them uh, going on game day. So, what do you think it happens in this game today? I think the Bears come out fired up. They're, they're, they're you know, it's, it's their, it's their rivalry as well. It's, it, this is like, I mean, when the Bears play the Packers, that, that's their Super Bowl now. Um, so I think they'll, they'll hang around. It'll be a tough, it'll be a, you know, back and forth kind of game, but I think the Packers will eventually wear them down. Um, Rogers, Rogers and Adams, I mean, they just have, the, the Packers have to have the better playmakers. I mean, Fields is a rookie who's, you know, certainly un, unproven. Um, he doesn't, Robinson is his only real, I mean, you, you mentioned Mooney, but they're, you know, they're, they're not in Devontae Adams' class. Um, David Montgomery's a good back. Uh, Damian Williams, I believe, is, is out, right? Both those guys are actually out. Monty, okay. Monty, out. uh, he's out for about another month or so. Good. Williams is on the COVID list, so it's Khalil Herbert, who, yeah. we, you know, we didn't even really mention on today's show. Herbert ran really well last week, actually led the Bears in carries and yards, had a good week. Uh, so he's a decent, he's a decent back. He's not quite in the class of those other two guys ahead of him, but he's a decent back. I think that it'll be a lot easier for Green Bay to contain right. him than the other two, but he's, he's no slouch. But that's also going to be, be a key to the game. I think the Packers, you know, stop, stop the run early, make it third and seven, third and eight for, for fields and then get after him. Um, I think the, I guess I, I think it'll stay, I don't think it's going to be a blowout from the go, but I think it'll, it'll stay close, but the, you know, by the second half into the fourth quarter, the Packers start to pull away, and I think they win 27-17. Yeah, so the, so that would end up uh, actually pushing the over of 44. And you had mentioned earlier in the show that the uh, betting line had Green Bay as minus four, four and a half. It's actually up to minus six right now. Oh, did it go up that high? Oh, yeah, no. Oh. The, the There has been a couple of sharp betting groups that have hammered the books on this one, and uh, Pinnacle right now, uh, one of the sharpest books in the world, has Green Bay minus six at plus 101. So there, so Green Bay is uh, considered a hefty favorite here. And for those that don't bet, that means that the books think Green Bay is actually a nine points better team than Chicago. Yeah. I think Chicago is going to be able to keep this game close. And one main reason for that is both Green Bay and Chicago like to run the ball. This year, they both like to run the ball when they have when it's going well. They don't they don't have a problem with like letting the clock drain and not putting up high scores. This Packers offense, outside of the Lions game and outside of the first half or outside of the first half of the San Francisco game, they've been okay with just running the ball, 
playing possession, trying to have long drives with a few big plays thrown in there. I think Chicago is able to keep this game close. And so just talking from a betting perspective, I would take Chicago plus six here. I really like that. I think Chicago is able to keep it within six points. And I would ultimately say that I think Green Bay wins this game 24 to 20. I think that it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be a four point game. I think it's going to be a Chicago gets a late score that makes it a four point game type of thing. Like, Green Bay's leading 24 to 13. Chicago gets a score in the last couple of minutes and then Green Bay just drains the clock. That's kind of what I'm thinking. 24 to 20, that push the, that would uh, push the order over just like you did. But that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Green Bay just isn't, they're just not scoring a lot of points this year. They're not. They See, are okay the and they're way. okay with just winning. We, we both have, I have the Packers scoring that last touchdown to cover and you have the Bears scoring the last touchdown to cover. Yep. So that, that's it. Okay. Yes, yeah, that's it. That's just what I'm thinking with how the Green Bay team is playing, especially with how banged up the defense is, especially in the secondary. That's I just think that maybe Darnell Moody gets a big play at some point. Maybe this is an Allen Robinson game. Justin Fields still isn't quite there. I think Green Bay is able to get pressure on him and kind of mess him up. As long as Joe Barry is able to keep Fields in the pocket, I think we'll be okay. But I still think Green Bay comes out with a win. All right. So, so we both agree the Packers win. We're, we're telling you to avoid the over-under because we both think it's going to be right on the number. Um, and we'll see what happens. But anyway, we'll, uh, hopefully, hopefully Elton Jenkins plays. Hopefully, um, the Packers keep Aaron Rodgers up, upright and they roll on to their fifth straight win and go to five and one. And we're here next week. We'll be back next week talking about a Packer win and looking for them to go to, um, to win six in a row. So for Gage and, um, I'm Mark Eckel and, as we always say, go pack up. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done